0: A significant and somewhat lengthy injury report for the Tigers has me rethinking some of my thoughts from yesterday. Plus, Missouri basketball grabs a South Carolina hooper from the clutches of the Gamecocks. So let's talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked On Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail, hey you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, your team everyday and today's episode is brought to you by underdog sign up for underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 american dollars and i got to say this injury report for missouri has me a little bit shook as the kids like to say because yesterday on my crossover episode, thanks to Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators, by the way, for hosting that and doing the heavy lifting. By the way, had a good time with him, but I tell you, I, I picked Mizzou on that program to win 23 to 20 yesterday. And I got to say, are you, are you all going to allow me a bit of a qualifier here? I will stick with that prediction, a three point Missouri victory. If Dominic Lovett plays in the ball game. Because if he doesn't play, I'm afraid I just don't have enough confidence in Missouri to actually pull it out in Gainesville. Because I do think Missouri's defense matches up pretty well with Anthony Richardson and this Florida offense. But I just am not sure that Missouri's going to be able to score enough despite the Gators' obvious questions on defense that it has. They have, I should say. I'm just not confident enough in Missouri to be able to score enough points without Lovett to win the ball game. So, again, let's get to that injury report. Probable Luther Burden third. We feel like he's probably going to play. Questionable, though, not only is Dominic Lovett on there, Chris abrams Drain who missed the second half of that, most of it anyway, of that Georgia ball game last week, he's still questionable as well. Chad Bailey, also questionable, and by the way, On his radio show, Eli Drinkwitz said that he's not holding his breath. That's a quote on Bailey, so not sounding very good for him. Good news is I really thought, once again, that Damian Wilson held up pretty nicely in Bailey's absence this week. So obviously, while certainly I would like to have Chad Bailey back in the fold, I'm not totally panicked on that one yet. Barrett Bannister also popped up as questionable. Not sure when he got hurt if that happened in the Georgia game or in practice because well, how would we know? Missouri never tells us anything. But again, an important part of the offense there, but at the same time, I think if if you're Missouri, this is something I was talking about all week. I think Missouri needs to get Mookie Cooper more involved, especially when I went back and and rewatched that Georgia game from a different angle from my end zone angle it just really felt like Cooper was getting open we obviously saw the big explosive play he got from Brady Cook hey that was fantastic great play by Cooper but i think there was even i think there was even a little bit more meat on that bone if you will because there were several times down the field where Cooper found himself getting open matched up against you know linebackers safeties that type of deal you can only put so much attention on love it on Luther Burden, and you can only do so much with those guys in the slot, especially if you're going to have to use a significant defensive resource. If you're going to have to use a bunch of defensive capital, to use a an economic term, if you're going to, have to use a bunch of that on Dominic Lovett in the slot, well, Mookie Cooper should, again, be able to find some success. He's a talented, talented guy. We all know that. So bottom line is, While objectively this is kind of a tough spot for Missouri coming off an emotional game at Furrow Field, early kickoff, but perhaps the Gators will maybe be lacking somewhat of motivation. You already heard one of their players saying that, boy, it sure was a bummer that we lost to Missouri last year. That's not supposed to happen. Somebody should perhaps alert that young man that Missouri actually leading the all-time series with the Gators six games to five. But you know what? I just I just can't quite go there. Once again, if Dominic Lovett's out, I think Missouri then loses this ball game 20 to 13. I will actually take 10 points off the board. I think it's that big of a deal. So Missouri wins this ball game 23 to 20 if Lovett plays and if he's anywhere near 100%. I'll I'll still stick with the Tigers. But if he doesn't play, I just don't see that happening. And I'll say Missouri barely covers this ball game. It's an eleven point spread over at BetOnline.net. I'll say Missouri barely covers losing twenty to thirteen. Now, if Mookie Cooper does have to slide over and play the slot in this ball game, well, that means that the only backup to Luther Burden and Dominic – or excuse me, and Towski Dove right now on the outside is Makai Miller, the true freshman, and Miller's definitely had his moments. I think he's obviously a talented guy. It's a little bit concerning, well – For one thing, that means he's definitely going to play if that scenario unfolds. It's another reason why Lovett's absence is a big deal because we know that Eli Drinkwitz doesn't want to play Luther Burden 60 to 70 snaps on the outside. It's going to be more like 45 or 50, perhaps, if current trends hold. So that means Miller's going to be out there. So it'll be interesting to see if that young man maybe will have his moment to shine and also a guy who I think a lot of people expected to make some noise on the outside this coming season especially after a strong showing in the spring game was Chance Looper of course son of Missouri's running backs coach Curtis Looper this week Eli Drinkwood said that Chance has not yet been cleared before contact so this was of right about the time when you thought maybe Chance would be getting back into the swing of things? Obviously not yet. If he's not cleared for contact, clearly that's not the the case yet. And also Drinkwood said that his doctors say he's still a while away from playing. So that's concerning. I just want to say just give obviously all my best wishes out to Chance Looper. Hope he gets healthy as soon as, as, as can possibly be expected. That's all I can say. Don't have any other information than that. None of my business, quite frankly. Again, just hope Chance Looper gets better ASAP. And you know what? I've had a lot of people online ask me about my assessment of Brady Cook so far. Obviously, everybody likes to talk about the quarterback position, and I haven't talked about Brady as much the past couple weeks. You know what? I do want to give you my assessment of Brady's play so far. But first, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season in 2022. Indeed, so easy to get started. Just a great way to juice the fun while watching your favorite team play. For instance, guess what? I am going to take Anthony Richardson, yes, the Florida Gators quarterback. I'm going to take him lower than 200 at 200 and a half passing yards against Missouri. He's been okay. Trending. Okay. The past few games, but I just think that that Missouri defense matches up pretty well with Florida. So we'll see what happens, but you know what? Speaking of a recent Missouri opponent, I'm also going to take Stetson Bennett lower than 277 and a half passing yards against Auburn. Auburn, just doesn't give up a ton of yards through the air. Their run defense is a lot more vulnerable, so I think maybe that's where the dogs will start to eat. Georgia, just a better team, and they'll win this game. So I think Bennett will be more in the 200 to 250 range as opposed to over that 277.5. I think the dogs will be able to sit on the ball in the second half. But you know what? Obviously, you can go to underdog, make any kind of picks you want to, like I just did, and sign up with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word locked on, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Deposit $100. Get $100 free at UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or on Google Play. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. That's one word locked on. Get in on the college football pick 'em action today. At the weekly press conference this week, Missouri starting quarterback Brady Cook was asked what he learned about his squad after the Georgia game and he said, quote, that we can beat anybody in the country. And there's not another game on the schedule we can't win. And I tell you, a lot of people say that kind of stuff, but I think Brady Cook actually believes it. And I think he makes his teammates believe it too. Listen, I'm not in that locker room. This is just this is my gut feeling, but I love the leadership and the intangible qualities of this young man. I think that's one of his big strengths without question. Now, when it's come to the play, actually on the field, you know, I, I think it's been, I think it's been a mixed bag. I think obviously he's a really good runner. I think he's done actually a really good job of taking care of the football. If you think about it, other than maybe a throw or two in the Kansas State game, for the most part, I can't remember a lot of balls that I thought were thrown in in real, real jeopardy. At least not, certainly not in the Georgia game. Certainly not against Abilene Christian either. It seems like Brady's done a very good job of taking care of the football for the most part. And part of that, to be honest, I do think it seems like he's being told to play it safe. And then there's also the element that a lot of college quarterbacks have that I think Brady has as well right now, a guy who just doesn't have a lot of game experience. A lot of times when his first read is not open or what he doesn't, what What he's expecting to happen pre-snap, if it doesn't immediately unfold like he expects, well, there's a tendency to, you know, kind of panic a little bit with the feet, maybe bail the pocket at times. So I just think that overall Cook has been pretty good for Missouri. I don't think he's been spectacular, but I don't think he's been bad either. I think he's been put in a lot of tough circumstances behind you know, a suspect offensive line, a team that's committed far too many penalties, you know, honestly, the mistakes that Missouri has made this year for the most part really haven't been on Cook. Now, I will say the accuracy on balls down the field to me has left quite a bit to be desired. That's definitely one thing I would like to see from Cook. But, you know, again, I think the people who say like, "Oh, well, Brady Cook, he's clearly not a division 1 quarterback." I've seen people say that. First of all, what a wild over exaggeration. Like if you don't think he's Missouri's, if you don't think he's good enough to be Missouri's starting quarterback, I could hear that argument. I really could. I think Brady's been solid, but certainly not spectacular. But if you want to have that argument, okay. But to to, to leap to, oh, he's not even a Division One starting quarterback. I'm sorry. There's an FBS in in football bowl subdivision, as Division One is now called. There are 130 teams, meaning every team carries at least three quarterbacks. So you're talking 500 quarterbacks. You don't think Brady's in the top 500? I mean come on let's let's back up off the ledge a little bit people are just so prone to wild hyperbole and over exaggeration when it comes to the quarterback position it's like you're either you're either Brad Smith or you're Patrick Mahomes or you're just nobody basically seemingly and even Brad Smith got plenty of criticism at times during his career when we'd have a disappointing loss to Kansas or something like that I I don't know. I, I just think the we need to have more realistic expectations for Brady Cook. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you're the type of person that thinks, hey, let's see if – I think it'll be a legit competition next season. If Sam Horn is ready to go and show something, then absolutely, it should be a legit quarterback competition next year in 2023. Thus far, even though, again, I think Brady Cook's been solid. I think for the most part, he's done what he's been asked to do. The -the down-the-field throws, the accuracy there has left something to be desired for me, for sure. But again, he's not turning the ball over. The one fumble that he lost certainly was not his fault. I can't blame him for that whatsoever. But at the same time, as he grabbed the reins of this job, so obviously that he's the clear starter for 2023, well, no, I can't say that whatsoever, and obviously Sam Horn or anybody who comes into the the program in the next year or so, whether it is a true freshman, whether it's Jabari Johnson or it's a, somebody from the transfer portal, hey, that's the new world we live in, especially at the quarterback position. There's only one ball, and that means tons of competition, so Regardless of who you are, whether you're Brady Cook or you're Sam Horn or Jabari Johnson or any of these guys who want to come to Missouri, get ready to compete because nothing is going to be handed to you. And coming up, let's switch gears and talk basketball. Dennis Gates with another recruit, this time Jordan Butler. Let's talk about his intriguing game. But first, a little more football. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment Across the Locked On Network called Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from Mizzou this weekend. And this week's thrilling moment from the Missouri Tigers is Cody Schrader's 63-yard run. Oh my God. Farrow Field was absolutely (laughs) losing its mind as Cody was sprinting down the middle of the field. Looked like a touchdown was imminent, unfortunately. He was stopped at the one, a false start happens, Missouri ultimately settles for a field goal. It kind of felt like at that moment, I think everybody in the stadium had a bad feeling that that one would come back to haunt Missouri, and certainly it did. But you know what? This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new design designs Excuse me. featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles, Pursue What Thrills You. in in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. Well, on paper, at the very least, another quality addition to Dennis Gates' roster for the future, this time Jordan Butler from Greenville, South Carolina, of the 2023 high school class, depending on which rankings you look at twenty four seven has him as the ninetieth best prospect in the country rivals has him a hundred and second i believe yeah also rivals has him as a six foot ten hundred and ninety five pound young man twenty four seven actually has him at seven feet tall so there you go obviously a guy who's it seems pretty obvious that he's must have had a growth spurt fairly recently right because if you just look at Rivals.com, his profile has just suddenly shot up, almost seemingly, overnight this past summer. And a guy who's, again, if your profile's coming up that quickly in a home state like that, you'd think that the home state Gamecocks would be able to get him. But nope, Dennis Gates and company nabs the guy. And I'm impressed because this is the type of player that definitely fits what Dennis Gates is, is trying to do. He just keeps getting lengthier and lengthier and lengthier players, longer and longer and longer players. I may have just invented a new word there, but you know what? We're going to go with it because I think it actually describes quite well what Dennis Gates is trying to do for the millionth time. He's trying to get a bunch of, at least defensively, he's trying to get positionless basketball players as much as possible. What that means for his purposes is height and length of arms most importantly, and guys who can actually move athletically. So while somebody like Jordan Butler is listed as a center, well, traditionally speaking, yeah, some will definitely quibble with his center designation at rivals, for instance, and I get that. He's not a traditional back-to-the-basket offensive center, although he does show some ability to actually do that at times. Now, these days, though, to me, your center is the guy who controls the paint defensively. Like, offense doesn't even necessarily factor in to me. I I don't care if you're standing outside and spending a bunch of time shooting threes, but defensively, are you protecting the rim? Are you getting the lion's share of the defensive rebounds? Well, if that's the case, then by default, you're the center, and that's kind of shows why, you know, a little bit of the Gates philosophy and why traditional positions are, are mostly meaningless these days, at least when it comes to, you know, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward centers, if we just have to shove every basketball player into one of these five designations. I think it's more ho- helpful to think of basketball holistically, quite frankly, just as the whole team, five-man units do the pieces actually fit together regardless of if you're actually a, a shooting guard or not? And I will just say, first of all, getting back to Jordan Butler, I've got a little far afield here, but it's obviously hard to tell much from a four-minute highlight package because, number one, it is just the highlights. They're not showing the lowlights. But what you can see is a guy who's obviously at least six foot ten and a guy who can move, a guy who has good hands is one thing that's come up in all the scouting reports that I've seen. People praise his hands and you got to love seeing that from a big guy offensively. But while he is able to post up what seems to be, you know, guys who are 6 foot 2 or 3 a lot, let's face it, he's playing high school basketball here. That's the other reason why it's tough to tell much of these high school videos, but you can tell he's a willing shooter. He can put the ball on the floor a little bit. So yeah, anytime you've got a guy at that size, who's even modestly coordinated, which this guy is at least that Butler is at least a decent athlete, shows the ability to catch and shoot on video, shows the ability to put it on floor and pull it up a little bit. So, an intriguing prospect. And one thing I said on Twitter today that I agreed with wholeheartedly this was somebody else's thought. Like, can we stop comparing every six foot 10 or seven foot, you know, skinny guy who can shoot a little bit to Kevin Durant? Can we please stop doing this? So, I promise I will not insult your intelligence by comparing Jordan Butler to Kevin Durant. But he definitely has sort of that, a little bit of that modern day, you know, tallish guy who can actually have some skills as opposed to just being a big stiff in the paint. That's for sure. That is not who Jordan Butler is at all. He's not just some big guy in the paint who's going to take up space. This guy has got some skills, and certainly he's going to have to grow into his body a little bit. That much is obvious, but give him some time. He's a really, really intriguing prospect, I would say. One of many that Dennis Gates has seemingly gotten already. And that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Definitely look for my quick reaction on whatever feed whatever feed you prefer, whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'll have you covered with a quick post-game reaction tomorrow after the Florida game. So check that out. Again, LockedOnMizzou.com for all your links. And also be sure to check out Chris Gordy, Locked on SEC. Make him your second listen today. So again... Until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou.